1: and even
0: the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com.
1: everybody, right. and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show, and we will not be derailed by Robert Clark Chan today, because we are doing more G.I. Joe, and we are excited for the opportunity. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Race to Canis
2: I'm Robert Clark Chan.
3: I'm Gina Ibelito.
1: And we are talking back to the Deke era. Look, we took like three months off of G.I. Joe. got get and back to a- Deke. Uh, 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 uh. That was mostly so that Chan wouldn't quit the show. I'll be, I can pull back (laughs) the curtain, right, Chan? We had to do (laughs) Halloween, Thanksgiving, and then Christmas and even New Year's just to make sure that Chan had gotten enough, like, away from G.I. Joe that throwing him back into the deep end of the pool wouldn't cause him to quit.
2: Uh, Don't put this all on me. If we had not done Christmas episodes, Gina would have lost her goddamn mind.
3: Oh, yeah. I I would have I would have declared uh, you guys attempting a war on Christmas ah, and we can't real. even watch Christmas cartoons anymore. Uh, I would.
2: And here's the thing. I've said some real bad things on my Facebook page. So like the, you could make that stick. You could make that charge stick.
3: Yeah. Yeah. And and you'll never you'll never work in this town again since you are declaring a war on Christmas. Wait, Jen, where where's
1: the positivity on your facebook page i maybe i'm confused is it different than usual
2: man i am so much all you got to do well i mean i don't not all you got to do because it's real hard to get back but if you look uh in my like hey one year ago you said this two years ago you said this because it mine goes all the way back to when i started 12 13 years ago uh man those early ones dark a lot of alcohol not oh. uh like i am i am so much kinder and gentler now than i was then mm. so you know, this show
1: guys, has really changed you for the better i think we can all agree
2: uh i mean i wouldn't put it on this show
3: i don't know if he's been changed for the better but he's definitely been changed for good well, since this show started is, really had no other. no other
2: what is that did you just
3: it's a wicked it, reference
2: a wicked reference. No, okay,
3: reference to the musical Wicked.
2: Fair enough. It sounded like something very specific. I did not know the reference, so I just wanted to make sure that you weren't trying to uh, I, I put blew something by out it. there. That I like,
3: blew by it because God, I, it really is not our audience. It's not I our was audience. Say, and nothing, no,
1: nothing else in your life. You haven't had any other life events that have been known to calm a man. It's basically just this
0: show.
2: <laughs> no, honestly, I didn't uh, have a kid until I had already sort of exhausted like my energies, and I was just like, I can't. I can't do this anymore. You know what? It's time to relax. Um, I'm going to have a kid now and just uh, uh, shrink. That's fair. Uh.
1: That's fair. So, uh, so guys, we're, today we're going to be talking about an episode called Infested Island. Now, really quick aside about this episode, and I've got some show information that's going to make Chan very excited. So Infested Island showed up in our viewing list here, kind of towards the end of season two. But according to, and I looked at the actual IMDb page of episodes, Infested Island was the first episode to air in season two, like when it actually first came out. I so don't it's like really
3: this.
0: confusing. I don't really like that confusing. we
3: watch stuff out of order. Uh, the only thing that we can do to make it okay in my brain is to start over from the beginning.
1: Okay, right, start it. Mm-hmm. Start. In fact, just start season one Sunbow all over again. Yeah,
3: that's what I mean. That's what I mean. When I, Oops, when I, I'm i
2: I'm about to hit the, the stop button and accidentally delete everything for all time <laughs> oh, no. and I go find our vault and delete all of it <laughs> and then just walk away, walk off into the sunset or like, um, uh, put myself on an ice flow and I mean, just push myself to really sleep.
3: you'd be hurting yourself the most because that's 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 your, what i've been doing for the past five years yeah, That's five years of your life's work down the toilet think
1: about it though chan you'd really be doing gina a favor because then she could keep spreadsheets of everything that we do
3: yeah yeah get some sweet sweet spreadsheets yeah, going you want gina to have that that's not also working. i've been thinking a lot about how some of my earlier statements might come back to bite me in the ass if i ever run for president
2: do you need oh, a spreadsheet actually. of all the times you said something racist?
3: <laughs> no, it's not. I feel like it's not. Right, uh, I'm not the racist on the show. I'm probably probably. No, no, I'm not going to elaborate. It's one of you two. Oh.
2: Well, yeah, but <laughs> watch really, us all getting thrown can into really the
3: bus.
1: slowly. one of us. Yeah. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I'm guys, sure
3: I, I'm sure I said some sort of fuck the military thing at some point in the early well, I days. I really disliked oh, no so that we were watching G.I. Joe. So I've lost the military vote for sure.
2: Uh, also, there are the number of times that you referred to a, a, a certain writer as butt dicks. Yeah. No, it's, uh, no. it's not, okay, Dana. not okay.
3: No, I never would have done that if I had known how lovely <laughs> he is.
1: Yeah. <laughs> So anyway, so guys, coming up, so we're approaching the end of season four of Knowing is Half the Podcast. So Chan is sending out to all of our Patreon uh, people. He's sending out magnets and stickers with the season four logo as we prepare for season five. Now, it turned out there's a lot more cartoon G.I. Joe than even I thought that there was, and I thought I had a pretty good handle on it. So I wanted to take a second and let uh, my co-hosts, as well as you, the audience, know the roadmap. Of years and years of more G.I. Joe content because it turns out, and you maybe some of you all knew this, I didn't, and I thought I knew things. So it turns out that there's another series of G.I. Joe that comes out about four years after the Deke era called G.I. Joe Extreme, which was mid-90s and is tangently uh, uh, related to G.I. Joe. It's just called G.I. Joe, but like none of the characters are the same, and there isn't even Cobra. And Sergeant Savage from Sergeant oh. Savage and his Screaming Eagles oh. is the main character?
2: What are you even doing with a G.I. Joe show with no Cobra? I, yeah, I don't that, understand, that, understand the marketing. words that are
3: coming out of your mouth.
1: Yeah, it's wild. So we're going to be doing uh, all 26 episodes of G.I. Joe Extreme. Then there's a bunch of DVDs that I purchased because I had to buy them all. So I bought a whole bunch of things. So we have Valor versus Venom, Spy Troops, and Ninja uh, Ninja something. Uh, there's a These Ninja
2: Spinoffs of the uh, uh Robert Rodriguez like Spy Kids series, it is, is that yeah. or, or like a like an AirBuds kind of thing. Are these all dogs as GI Joe? Is that okay, what's I
1: happening? I'd I watch that for anybody. Oh, Ninja Battles! That's what it's called. Ninja Battles from 2004. Mm. So we have no. a few of these uh, movies and short films. Nope. Then we have GI Joe Sigma Six, which is a cartoon show that aired in the mid aughts so they took some time off and came back to it and then we have GI Joe Renegades and GI Joe Resolute and the live action movies guys 26 episodes of GI Joe Sigma 6 26 episodes of GI Joe Renegades 26 episodes of GI Joe Extreme look if what? we pace this out correctly we've got yeah. 3 4 more years of content 4, more, Kork- years.
3: four, more, four years. more years 4 more
1: years we will literally take you through the Biden administration with and still have more gi joe left to go chan i know you're excited tell me your feelings
2: ah here's the thing we stumbled upon or like you told us about this uh before we started recording and it hurt real bad uh hearing it again it doesn't hurt any less it still (laughs) hits me with the same in fact once you started throwing in that uh yeah we're going to be going through the Biden administration, at least uh, a term of it, that my soul crushed a little bit more. And even thinking about possibly a uh, 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 Kamala uh, presidency after that did not redeem it because then oh, I would have tr- to go uh, Jen, I think
3: you mean I think you mean Trump's second term. You're talking about 2024, right? Trump, Trump's uh, second term. Yeah,
2: right. No, look, look. Muppet Show is coming back. That means we <laughs> have left the darkest timeline. We are back to a world where there is hope. Where there is optimism possible, but and I, heard the, I heard I heard
3: Trump is the showrunner for,
2: for the no. Muppet Show. What? A showrunner for they're just no, they're just airing the old episodes. They're not making a new Muppet no, show. No, no, he's,
3: he's making them re-edit them.
2: <laughs> but he's like you take me out of fucking uh, like Home Alone two. I'm gonna put myself into every Muppet movie. This is this is my Trump. This is my Trump. So listen to it. Get used to it. <laughs> Because for the next four years, that's the impression I'm going to be doing. Kinda like a, and I'm...
3: It kind of sounds like a mix between Sylvester Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> and like uh, uh, every impression of every like dumb stoner in a improv show. <laughs>
1: well, I, think that's, that, that's, I think that's doing a Trump impression. I think that's just, you know,
2: we can get. Look, look, I am going to become a famous voice actor <laughs> if it kills me. And I got to start somewhere. This is where I'm starting. So you know, just mark it down on the calendars. This is uh, this is the the beginning. This is the I'm the next Frank Welker, uh, and I'm gonna it's uh, you'll be able to see my progression as we go through
3: is like 30 years from now some idiots who are doing a podcast are going to ask you to be on it and talk about your voiceover experience i just say
1: fast forward to the end to the end of the biden first administration in 2024 (laughs) we're just finishing all the gi joe content that we could have and robert clark chan is a famous voice actor known for playing a cartoon bear with that voice and it's the only character he's ever
2: done I'm a bear, and I'm stealing your lunches. I'm editing myself into the Muppets. I'm a bear. <laughs> it's, that slipped into Cosby. I don't know where that came no, from. I, but, uh, I also
1: like that his catchphrase is, I'm a bear. He just throws it in there <laughs> repeatedly.
2: Look, I'm, I'm a, a voice impresario, not a writer. Fair. Uh, despite the fact that I've written many things.
1: You are more so a writer than a voice actor.
2: How dare you? how dare you i'm this is now
1: by then it's a whole new world yeah Yeah.
2: you won't even i'll i'm gonna erase everything i've ever done i'm gonna erase all my imdb credits and just start from scratch i'm gonna be robert chan 18 now
3: i think people tuned in to hear some sweet sweet deke era gi joe recapping and uh so far we've been avoiding that at all
2: costs
1: hey weirdo yeah so well, let's start the episode then, Gina. It's weird you'd be the one to keep us on track today.
2: Yeah, that ain't. That's, got, but it, this I've is got, a whole I've new got era. A lot
3: of, I've got a lot of hatred towards this episode that I need to get out. <laughs> Otherwise, know. it'll just sit in me like a big poop.
1: Well, you don't want to sit with a big poop. That's fair. So this episode is Infested Island, and this is where we get back to cesspool. Now, this is the weird part, because cesspool was in a, an earlier episode that we did, a two-parter, where he, you know, you lit the origin story of cesspool. He has the uh, toxo sludge And then he gets murdered at the end of the episode, which is crazy. But then here he is back again. But I mean, like, okay,
2: stabbed in the heart. Or do you mean like thrown into a vat of sludge? Because like sludge, as we all know, just gives you superpowers. Yeah,
3: I I don't remember this death of which you speak.
2: If I remember correctly, he was trying to
1: unleash this toxin and he ended up getting like an overdose of toxin yeah, that's and he
3: straight up died. No, no, he didn't die. He just got like mutated into this thing that he is now.
2: This like, No, no, that was the that was the first uh uh vat. I believe yeah. there was oh, another. more
3: than one vat? There were a lot of vats in that.
2: Aww. this is a vat heavy series Dang. i think you <laughs> <laughs> have to be uh, the 90s in general like batman uh i guess that was 89 but come on that's the 90s right we can all agree that 89 is the 90s uh, uh we could you also know agree like,
1: that 91 is the 80s i mean just for the sake of argument you know
2: i mean obviously if it goes one way it goes the other way that's that's just math we all know that right why are you even bringing it up what was i saying? <laughs> <laughs> I <don't know. laughs>
3: <laughs> we're, we're all being thrown into bats. I
1: think. Yeah. That holds up. yeah. yeah. So, okay. So we opened this episode with uh, jungle and there's bio sludge cesspool is out and about and he's shooting his bio sludge uh, uh, at the Joe's. He's trying to escape. Yeah, and, I would say and, that
3: this this uh, this uh, wanton destruction of forest is is reminiscent of the original uh, Sunbow era, when when you know pretty much every episode someone was like "fuck forests" and just bowled sh- over a bunch of trees and wildlife and things. So uh, I, I, ha- things. I had high hopes for this episode because it starts with classic villain destroying forests.
2: Well, yeah, but this is a this is uh, Captain Planet era, so like uh, uh, the. Uh, the whole, I'm destroying the environment because I'm evil. Uh, honestly, rubbed me r- really the wrong way because I'm like, well, we raised a generation of idiots who don't understand uh, what uh, uh, horrible uh, CEOs are actually doing. Yeah. So not that they're doing it for evil. They're just, you know, uh, amassing on hoarding money Dang and it. destroying anything the way because, you know, it's easiest. Second, second, this feels very Harvey Weinstein-y. And I think when we said like bio. he shot bio sludge into a plant that... Uh, <laughs> This all would. This whole mess would uh, resolve itself a lot sooner. Um, yeah, oh, yeah.
3: Uh, if someone had just watched this episode, and then when when Weinstein ja- ejaculated into a plant, they were like, "Oh, you're cesspooling me."
2: Yes. Uh, like uh, yeah. Like I, Weinstein is a respectable name, but like was cesspool. You're <laughs> like, oh no, that guy's terrible. We should we should prosecute him.
3: Yeah, he pulled a full-on cesspool. Yeah, um, I didn't. Here's here's the first thing that I didn't like about it is that because because cesspool says, uh, uh, oh, I want to turn the Redlands into a toxic wasteland. But there but no explanation is given. And right. and here's the thing, like they, they, he sort of stumbles upon a good plan when he realizes his sludge turns bugs giant. But before that, he, his only goal is, let's turn this forest into a toxic wasteland. And no matter how insane the the Cobra plots are, they always have some sort of point. Like, even, even when Cobra Commander was like, I'm going to put my face on the moon, it was because he was like, I want everyone to fucking see my face on the moon so that they know I'm in charge of Earth. And, be, and like, And this is literally just, they didn't even try to justify it. And I'm pissed. Yep.
1: Uh, this mm-hmm. is my biggest problem with Captain planet and ch- look I'm just gonna repeat what you guys said because I had this whole thing written out and then you guys literally said every single yes. thing I thought which is that's my problem with k this is I wrote here Captain planet villain without question because there's never a motivation there's never a way he's gonna mo- m- uh, monetize it there's never a way that you know that he's going to destroy the forest because blank it's just I'm going to destroy the forest because I'm evil and that's bullshit Like, that is just such a not worthwhile storyline to follow down. Like, have a reason. Give him some depth. You have every chance to do something good here, and you choose not to.
3: It doesn't need to be a good reason. He literally could have just said, it could have been one line where he's talking to a henchman who's like, why are we doing this? And then he could say, oh, you know, like, the government owns this forest. I'm going to turn it into a toxic wasteland and and then ransom it back to them. If they want it cleaned up, then they'll need to pay me.
1: There you go. Or even this this forest reminds me of my mother. That alone would have been okay by me. Wait,
3: him. are you saying he Ma- shot Martha? his toxic sludge into his mother, you sick fuck? Listen. Wow, I'm Ray, not, why as, did you well,
2: not go there? I'm not go the go one there.
3: doing it. I'm just saying like it would make mm. sense. Ray, you need to see a therapist.
2: Wow. Is Ray supporting uh, Harvey Weinstein now? Yeah, Is that what he's he saying? He clearly came
3: out
1: as pro-Weinstein just there.
2: Oof. Oof. Guys, I don't
1: know if you've heard my other podcast, Mr. Ray, where I talk all about men's rights. So hashtag not all men. Thank you, Gina. Uh, also, it's actually been morphing a little bit into a, a QAnon podcast. So yeah, inevitably, I, as, yeah, it, it inevitably, one's going to go to the other. So um, there's a lot of really interesting theories I've been talking about on on MRA uh, about the upcoming uh, uh, you know, re- election Uh, because the, we think the election happened. I don't think so. There's a military election happening right now, guys. And that's going <laughs> to actually determine who the president is? So uh, tune in to the new episode of MRA. I lay it all out for you. What are we talking about
2: again? <laughs> 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 no, I think we covered all of it. The okay, yeah, important excellent. bits.
1: So, uh, so Cesspool shoots his sludge, his bio sludge. Mm-hmm. His what was we'll call it called? No reason again,
3: again for no reason, which makes me furious. Well, well it no, probably change.
2: because an actress turned him down. I feel like that's uh, <laughs> the reason.
1: So yeah. but he shoots it and it hits a bug and the bug grows many sizes. And he's like, oh, crap, I can make. So it melts metal. But if you hit an organic bug with it, it will turn the bug into a giant monster. This is the most amazing formula. I feel like Billy Mays should be selling it.
3: Uh, Yeah. And here and here's, here's the thing. I'm pissed because, it, again, it wasn't even like like he was like doopadoo i'm going to destroy a forest no reason oh crap a big bug now i got a plan like like literally all they had to do was just have him accidentally spill some of that sludge on a bug and then and then it gets big but instead they have this elaborate like oh he's destroying the forest for no reason we can think of and now he has a plan like either st- or either have no plan or have a plan i don't like this at all it's bad right well now. how about the,
1: how about the fact that like if you were to shoot and melt down an entire rainforest you tell me there were no bugs in there until he accidentally hit this one. There are millions of bugs in these rainforests who should have already mutated prior to this single singular one.
3: That's a good point. Does it work on uh, does it work on like the, the little micro bugs that are on pretty much on everything? Because that would be horrendous. Terrifying micro- There's bugs? a horror movie. Yeah, there's bugs on everything, Jan. You just can't see them.
2: You mean like germs?
3: Yeah. And 5G mutated bugs. Okay, let's talk
1: about five G mutated bugs <laughs> because I have a whole. Oh, sorry, I'm, I forgot what show I was on. I'm sorry, I'm
2: sorry. I was just trying to tee Ray up. There we go. Well, we're good. <laughs> we can move on. I'm just waiting
1: for the pause. Uh,
2: <laughs> Look, I- Ray's paying for us to uh, mention his uh, his Mr. Ray podcast. <laughs> we just have to do it organically. So just just go with me, Gino. What when, when, when I do this thing, just like. Make it make it seem like it's not planned.
1: I you guys like, know that, like,
3: that Mr. Ray bought ad time for this episode. You know that, right? I, yeah, I feel like I'm still hung up on the fact that he had no plan and was just destroying things. I feel <laughs> like at some point an executive probably said to him like, oh, so why? So probably said to the writers like, Wait, so why is he doing it? And one of them probably said like, oh, some people just like to watch
2: the world burn.
3: Oh, boy. And then, wow. and then they were like, all right, that, sound, that sounds like a good idea for a villain. And then they wrote this.
2: Was Christopher Nolan writing on <laughs> G- Joe Deke era?
3: He wasn't, but he was walking by the office when the writer said that. And he was like, it's like a seven-year-old Christopher Nolan. And he was walking by the office and he heard that. And he goes, that gives me an idea.
2: <laughs> I need to learn how to make films now. <laughs>
3: Now that we're 20 minutes
1: into this episode, let's get past the opening credits. Uh- <laughs> so the, the, I, I do
3: like that the giant bug immediately pushes him into a ravine.
1: Loved it. Yeah. It uh, attacks him.
3: But he Can't manages control. not to die.
1: Regrettable. So we, we advanced the plot four months following the opening credits. We have a oh, video.
3: What? Call. I missed that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Four months have now gone by and we now, uh, now they're being alerted to a new toxic weapon. So uh, he wants. So I just wrote down here four million. So was he asking for four million dollars to not use the weapon?
2: Uh, no, no, no. Um, Cobra Commander said uh, um, he had given him four months and four million dollars. That's why uh, to fund this thing that he had no idea. He had no idea what it was. It, that's gotcha. so apparently, out of
3: character for Cobra Commander, by the way.
2: Exactly. He has four million to just throw at a crazy person for for question mark. And uh, then later on, he's like, "Oh, you did a really good job. I will give you a five dollar raise, five dollar bonus." That yeah. is what irritates me about this friggin' show.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah no, care, no right? consistency.
2: Well, I
1: just think four months, four million dollars. Realistically speaking, that's not a lot of money for the it type is, of
3: project we are talking about. Look, it was no. 1989. That's a, approximately three trillion dollars today, Ray. Still not a lot of money for something
1: this on this level.
2: Yeah, uh, I would argue if you make in giant bugs, you deserve more than four million dollars. I
3: mean, we don't know. Like you might just need a drop per bug. Like he probably had enough sludge to begin with that. All he had to do was like walk around and see a bug and put a drop on that bug. And then he's got giant mm-hmm. bugs. How much we that- saw
2: the process. He had multiple vats Look- and he had to dunk the whole uh, cage into uh, the vat. I'm work. just
3: saying I'll do it for what whatever he's doing it for. I'll do it for half. <laughs>
2: it's fair that's how you get ahead in this (laughs) business
3: exactly
2: the business of bug in beginning
3: (laughs) yeah chan don't shit on my bug dreams
2: wow i'm just saying it's it's a real niche market Uh, i don't
3: look it's it's people like you that that think uh uh i want but i can't and then there's other people that think i can't but i will you know like that famous quote yeah
1: Jen, you talk about niche markets. You know what else is a niche market?
3: Pokemon porn.
1: And yet you still, you still go to it. So I would argue no problem.
2: Look, I got to pay my bill somehow. This kid's got to eat. <laughs> and if Pokemon porn is the way I got to do it, well, just uh, let me pull down my pants and call my penis Pikachu. Wait,
3: you're telling me you prefer, you prefer to stick with Pokemon porn when you could be making bugs giant? <laughs> If you had to
1: choose between
2: the two, Chan, Come on, be real.
3: I'm not shaming don't... anyone for their life choices. I'm just saying Look, there are. In a options. capitalist
2: society, we don't always have choices in what we do.
1: It's fair. It's we're more Starship Troopers world than we'd like to admit. That's for sure. <laughs> Speaking it's of so giant great. bugs, <laughs> so the giant, they got the giant bugs eating the city. It's eating buildings, and so they can bring out a Clean Sweep, who's on his glider, and he crashes. That was exciting. And uh, they insist that we mayor- can all
2: agree that they just took uh, the animation from an Intecticons episode and and just like oh, traced question. over it. Right.
1: Without question. Yeah. Listen, nobody, nobody cared in any of this. Like they want the mayor of, I think, San Francisco to surrender the city.
3: Yeah. yeah. Which is, I, which is I was trying city. to figure out how they chose that city. Uh, and then I was, I I was like, all right. I guess they want a densely populated city. Is that like the logic? Like, I don't know. I don't know how they chose San Francisco. If I was gonna use big bugs to attack places, I'd start with the stupid states. You'd start. Are with you saying, states.
1: Jada, What's vi- a stupid state? <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, would I, like want, just I, if I want to be, be president forever? someday. I can't answer that. Yeah, but yeah, it this with gotta go with on a Starts
2: with uh, Florida. It's fair. This is your problem with the idea of surrendering a city to a terrorist. Yeah. Like, what do you, how do
3: you, San Francisco, when, like, if, like, are you telling me the terrorists are targeting San Francisco?
2: What power does a mayor have? A, B, what does it mean when he surrenders a city to a person? Does that person own everything in the city? No, it's he, Obviously he, it's you know, lives, he gives them so. a
3: giant gold key filled with chocolate, uh-huh. and then he takes a giant pair of scissors and cuts a ribbon, and then that terrorist owns that city. Haven't you ever seen movies?
2: So this the, the, whole, the whole point of these giant bugs attacking is so that they would give him a ceremonial key? I feel like there's easier ways to d- I feel like you could go down to Kinko's and get a copy made of a ceremonial no, key. Oh, that's not and-
3: official. That's like printing a, you know, a wedding license online. That's not official.
2: Um, yeah, I guess you're right. I said I was not able to print one online, so uh this all checks out. <laughs> all My I hear mistake. You guys carry on
1: is mayor of San Francisco, Gavin Newsom let us down again. <laughs> <laughs> surrendering to terrorists, allowing giant bugs. Oh, I forgot what show I was on again. Excuse me. I
2: feel like Jerry uh, Brown was the uh, uh, mayor of San Francisco around this time. So like, let's ooh, let it uh, is,
3: you know, if that's true, he would have defeated them.
2: No. Oh, yeah, he absolutely
3: would have defeated those giant bugs and then somehow would have had an excess of several trillion dollars.
2: He would have wonked him into submission.
3: Yeah.
1: And they would have liked I'm looking it up now. No, I really want to
3: know this actually in 1991,
1: the mayor of San Francisco was Art Agnos. So, Spyro T right, Agnew? I don't,
2: know, I don't know who the hell that is. I cannot um, help.
1: Weirdly enough, other people that are being searched for along this line: Harvey Milk, Thomas Jefferson, and Gavin Newsom. So you know, really, <clears> you <throat> get the whole spectrum.
2: You type in "Mayor of San Francisco," and someone's like, "What? Th- 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 Thomas Jefferson was he? Was he mayor of San Francisco at some point?" I feel like. I Feel like I have read that somewhere.
3: <laughs> you know, someday someone's gonna be listening to this podcast, and they're gonna take everything that we say as fact, and it's gonna be, yeah. and we're gonna get in trouble.
2: No, no, no. When the alien archaeologists come down, this is gonna be the only thing left of our civilization. Isn't that and great? Like, this is I a hope, wild time.
3: It's it's what's that movie with Haley Joel Osment where he's a little robot boy? Sixth oh, Sense. Small Wonder. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Small Wonder. Sixth Sense. It's a mashup you never knew you wanted.
1: It turns out Gavin Newsom didn't become mayor of San Francisco until 2004. Now we have all our answers because that's how long it took Gavin
3: Newsom to
1: lose to the Bugs. I don't know. Uh, Okay. This is a very
3: specific reference that only Californians enjoy.
2: Well, it's really just for us, anyway. This this show. <laughs> Wait a minute. Does anybody listen to this show outside of Cal? Outside of like a three mile radius of where we all are?
3: I feel like but most of our high. fans are not California. Based. Yeah, almost none of our listeners are in Los Angeles. I feel like once sure you leave Sun
2: Valley, there's <laughs> no there's no value to this podcast whatsoever.
1: I always thought Los Angeles is basically like dark city, and there just is nothing outside of
2: it. Yeah, there's
1: yep. just rumors.
3: I feel like if they were in California, we would be we would be having like regular watch parties with Psycho Andy and Channing Sherman. And since that has not happened, that makes me think they are not California boys.
2: Wait a minute. You would have invited them over to your house to watch.
3: Look, we, we did. We watch the G.I. Joe movie with Steve Moulton.
2: Yes, we did. I wouldn't invite you people over to my house to watch things. He's also correct. Yes, that is that is a factual statement.
3: We did watch it at your house. We watched a G.I. Joe movie with Steve Moulton at your house. Still yet more factual statements. This was. <laughs> There's this video was evidence times. of it. There is video evidence of it. And we, we had, had Little Caesar
1: pizza. It. it was delightful.
3: Yeah, we had some beers. Guys, did come I, back
1: and find those episodes. They are out magical. There is, a, there is a video, a YouTube video of our live stream. We live streamed it. We all watched together, and it was wonderful. Anyway. G.I. Joe will return after these messages.
4: That Joe's in trouble. No, the covers are in trouble. That Joe
2: is Sergeant Slaughter do with Sergeant Slaughter these as strong as they come I'll
3: see him take on a hundred Cobras And set them on the run Meet Sergeant Slaughter and his
0: Triple T tank Sergeant, Sergeant Slaughter Is now a part of G.I. Joe
4: G.I. Joe a, a real
0: American hero Lift the adventure of G.I. Joe And hey,
1: look out, Cobra Sergeant Slaughter comes with Triple T tank Cobra figures and equipment sold separately Joe! Now, back to G.I. Joe Moving forward, cesspool gives a big old speech, and uh, that's great. And so, okay, Ozone, who is apparently a member of the Joe team and part of this eco-force, he stows away on the Cobra ship and goes back in, of course gets thrown into a vat and mutates, and maybe there's an antidote somewhere.
3: I'm not gonna lie, this this I found intriguing, mostly because I was hoping that they would leave him as is, sort of yeah. like the fly esque, and it was just gonna be real dark. Like it was gonna be a really dark ending where they like try to fix him and can't, and he goes off into the jungle by himself and like and you know, they, they're sort of watching and crying. Uh that's what I expected out a of lot this of children's out of cartoon. The
1: yeah.
2: He puts on his best fly suit. <laughs> uh no 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 because uh, uh, we we skipped over a couple of things, one of which was the lady who looks outside sees the uh <laughs> uh building being eaten by these uh insecticons. Uh she turns around to like get a cup of coffee or something like that. Uh the the Joes like w- wrap them up, wrap up the bugs with like a uh, um uh, a grappling hook and then yanks them off and she turns around and they're gone and goes like, huh. and goes back and sits down and goes right back to work.
3: Yeah. See, here's the thing. So uh, today I chatted Ray and Chan and said, we should get, we should start doing F Mary kill again. And Chan brought up a good point that I, like, none of us can tell any of these guys apart who I didn't even realize were Joe's. I thought this was like a whole new thing. I thought this was like a spinoff that they were trying to do of, like, yeah, uh, Eco Joe's or something like that. I don't know who that the hell is. Guys what the, are it, it was a friggin'
2: a whole toy line.
3: I don't they like were just it. Trying to sell.
2: I don't, don't like awful. it. Uh, it's the worst.
3: Yeah, I, and then different, different
1: Flint is their leader, but not voiced by Bill Ratner.
3: Yeah, I don't like it. I've recently come to terms with the fact that I really don't like change. uh I'm trying to change it about myself, but it's a it's an inherent, uh, uh yeah.
2: you know. You can't, it's. <laughs> it's a, uh, uh, a par- paradox yeah exactly
3: par- exactly uh, but i hate change and this this so this is slowly killing me but i brought up like let's go back to doing fuck Mary kill the familiar days if you will since i hate change and uh chan said we can't tell any of these guys apart who who cares and i said no you would do you would do something like one of the giant bugs the lady who is like getting coffee And cesspool or something like that. Uh, Because this lady also made an impression on me. Also, by (laughs) the way, the only woman in this episode. She has no lines and she's an idiot. Uh, But at some point...
2: Yeah, and somebody was asking us like, why did we stop doing uh, the Bechdel test?
3: <laughs> There's
2: <laughs> yeah, your answer.
3: There are no
1: women in the episode.
3: <laughs> there are no women in D.
2: The misogyny runs so deep in these things. Uh,
3: but at some point, cesspool says to these these sort of Joes, these Joes I don't know. These
2: no, it's sort of Joes is the correct term. Go ahead and use that. Joes, yeah,
1: that's
3: fair. These Trader Joe's Jojos that aren't Trader. really Oreos.
2: No, 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 no. I love Trader Joe's Jojo. Yeah. Yeah, especially right. the thin yeah. joes yeah so don't you dare yeah, put them in good. the same they're sentence not
3: oreos though they're they're different. no uh, but it at better. some point cesspool says to them hey like come here i'm gonna give you i'm gonna give you i'm gonna show you an example of my newest terrible thing and so then the joes go and a bunch of like city eating bugs show up And one of the Joes says, only one guy would mess with nature like that. Cesspool. As if Cesspool didn't one scene earlier say, hey, you guys, come on over. I'm going to show you this horrible thing that I have. (laughs) And it's such weird writing.
1: It's it's only like one it's, guy would come on TV, tell us to be here and then do the thing he said he would do when we got here. Yeah. Seth yeah. Girl.
3: It's like if I invited you guys to my house, let you in the door. And then you said only one person would have a house like this. Gina.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, Gina, yeah, have you seen the
3: know.
1: inside of your house, really only one person could have a house like this. Yeah,
2: that I is mean, an amazing like Star Wars that's, rug, that's, by the way.
3: It's it's dope as shit, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty proud of that. It's looking pretty good in here. Pretty good. Pretty nerdy.
2: Uh, real quick. Whimpering wallabies. Look at that. (laughs) I don't know who this fucking Australian dude is, but to make him say whimpering wallabies, that is. I mean, I don't. uh, I didn't want to say uh, that it's racist, uh, because it wasn't racist. But whatever that version of it is, is, uh, for. Australian guys, that that's what happened to. Them. Yeah, I
1: don't understand how you think you're going to put an Australian person on the show and not have them say "whimper" and "wallaby." <laughs> this and me
3: of really bad improv, which might be why Ray enjoys it and, th- and would probably do it in an improv scene. But Absolutely. it's like a 101 improv class where you know, like people are doing a scene and one guy comes in, one guy who thinks he can do a great Australian accent and wants to label himself as Australian right away. And he just walks into a scene and goes, whimpering, wallabies, what y'all doing in here?
1: Can I tell you a story from improv? Because you just reminded me of one of the saddest <laughs> moments of my life.
2: Well, now in, you've done it, Gina.
1: In, oh, God. in one of my what improv I classes. I I, I had this idea for this character. And do I even remember the character anymore? No. But I remember that I had this idea of this character. like, oh, I'm going to do this character all the time. I put a lot of thought into it. I'm going to bust it out in scenes with my group. And it's going to be fun. And so I'm waiting. And I know this is like the the practice session. I'm going to bust it out, right? And Mm -hmm. so things are sort of just going and going. And then the scene starts about halfway through the class. And I'm just like, fuck it. This is it. I'm busting out the character. So I, I, I literally I do one line as this voice as the character, which I don't remember the voice anymore. I just remember I did it, and I did one line setting the scene as this character is something crazy, and then I didn't even get any further because the teacher's like, "Okay, this is all just going sideways. This is no good." <laughs> <laughs> Uh, guys okay we need to have a talk about what we're doing today because this is all just so bad
2: (laughs) they could smell it on you
1: i never i never tried the character again because (laughs) it got shut down so quickly and it wasn't like it was dirty or anything it just (laughs) apparently was so bad it was worth it was worth stopping rehearsal to have a chat (laughs) Um, anyway, sorry. You just reminded me of that. It's a very distressing and sad moment for Ray, though. This, so. this sounds right. This checks this out. So is my therapy. This is how I have to do it. <laughs> anyway, there's a... I have it here. There's a broadcast, and they decide they're going to attack the island. So they know where cesspool is, because Ozone, I believe, gave them some coordinates. Look, I watched this like a week ago, so it's not exactly fresh in my mind. <laughs> Damn it, um, Ray. Yeah. it Things happen. You know, what are you going to do? Uh, <laughs> So they decide they're going to attack the island and Ozone, of course, gets captured, uh, giving away the coordinates uh, uh, and they decide, so they're going to they're going to mutate him. That's the thing.
2: Yeah, he gets captured because, okay, earlier um, when the insects are attacking the city, uh, one of the Joes comes down with a helicopter and is like, grab on. And these two children, they're children because he calls them kids, yep. b- grab onto the pontoon and he flies them away to safety. A helicopter flying over a city yep. with two children hanging on by their fingers, just their normal hands, no harness, no nothing, just jumping on, just flying away to safety. In this instance, this uh, ozone fella, uh, the uh, uh, Toxo, what's his face? Uh, uh, he flies his little...
1: Toxo Joe. Uh, he,
2: fly, he flies his helicopter and... Uh, ozone grabs on just grabs on with his fingertips and flies how many hundreds of miles to an offshore island Hundred. uh where all of this is taking place just hanging on and he gets they get there and he just like pops off and just like scampers away to hide in the base and oh, i was so incensed that uh that not only did they make that ridiculous thing could all he had to do was like take a grappling hook whip it around uh the 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 leg of the helicopter and and fly away i'm fine with that it wouldn't have been grabs on with his fucking hands and then they double down on it by having children do the same thing earlier i was like i i get that it's a fucking fantasy world but jesus christ man
3: are you telling me you're raising a kid that can't do that shit
2: thank you i mean look the third time that i tried hanging egon out of the window by his fingertips they called the cops on me and you know <laughs> what i don't need that kind of mess sounds like i you don't need to have
3: snitchy to... neighbors and that's your problem that and a weak kid
2: <laughs> those are both huge problems that i absolutely need to correct according <laughs> to gina take that noho arts district <laughs> I feel like even without uh, the uh, that made up story about hanging Egon out the window, that is still something Gina would say about my child. And uh, <laughs> you know what? It is what it is.
1: Yeah, you gotta live. You gotta live.
3: <laughs> I do enjoy calling friends' kids pussies.
2: <laughs> uh, yeah, it's it's weird when it's uh, girls in a bathroom, well, three year old <laughs> <laughs> girls in the bathroom just yelling about their pussies is not i mean i'm just gonna go and say it you're not gonna be president with that kind of attitude i'm
3: preparing them for the real world
1: (laughs) (laughs) so let's talk about toxo joe's because ozone gets submerged by the thing and he gets turned into a giant bug fly monster yeah and they're going to use him yeah, they're going to use him to attack G.I. Joe as being like, look, th- and to be fair, this is scary shit. Like, if you're a member of G.I. Joe and Cobra captures one of your own and he turns him into this mutant flying bug monster and they say, I'm going to do this shit to all of you in time and then you're going to attack your friends. I would not want to be in G.I. Joe anymore. I'll go ahead and say
3: it. That would turn me away. That's all it would take. God, you're you're a pussy, too.
2: I mean Ooh. I was already out when uh uh roadblock started rhyming so you know sure. I'm not going to judge sure. Ray for wanting to bail.
3: Really? You were out? That was in Sunbow era. Like,
2: you know what? It's just too much. It's too much. I have had to deal with too many uh uh theater kids who just had to do their thing constantly. I feel like uh, just I, over would,
3: I would be out once I watched my loved ones turn into bubble gum and potato chips in front of my very eyes. Oh, and I awoke to find out. out that I really didn't have any loved ones and I was alone.
2: That's oh, okay. probably so when I would tap out. End of season one is what you're saying. I thought you were talking about the Synthoid Conspiracy like two episodes into the series. <laughs> <laughs> like, nope, I'm gone.
3: No, no, I'm talking about Welcome to Springfield. Uh, right. Uh, whoa, whoa, wait, wait
2: a minute! Did
1: Gina just correctly name an episode of G.I. Joe? <laughs>
3: look, it's like. <laughs> <it's, it's>, un- <laughs> Butumbo G.I. Joe is like the college boyfriend that you have, who you, when you look back on as an adult, you're like, oh, that he was actually like a nice guy compared to like the shitbags that live in L.A. Uh, like that—that that one guy was perfectly fine living in Pennsylvania with his his wife and two daughters and you know probably not molesting Anybody. anyone or doing anything weird uh yeah he was a, he was a pretty pretty okay
2: guy <laughs> you want to just go um, ahead and give us some address and
1: name here so we can send him postcards <laughs> or what are we doing here?
3: <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't want to go back and rewatch it. Just like I don't want to go back and sleep with my college boyfriend ever again. But
2: but Gina, he's divorced now. <laughs> he's free and clear. He just got a no, job. Like, in LA.
3: I still don't he want, still want it. it. I've had it. I don't want it anymore. Uh, but, yeah, you know, you look it. back on it and you're like, oh, OK, it got it got worse after that. It got worse. <laughs>
1: So okay, uh, so we,
2: uh, can we yes. talk about the most grotesque thing about this Toxo Joe fella? Yes, ozone please. now mutated is that he's got you know uh, I don't know bug eyes, antenna, mandibles, or whatever, and he still has his <laughs> beard.
3: Oh, I okay. I thought you were going to say so he right still right. has a sweet, sweet butt
2: what what oh no because you sent shot. that picture of yes uh he's, he's, he's
4: does hanging he's touch. hanging off the
3: thing and they clearly gave him like a sweet bug butt <laughs> it's weird
2: i don't i don't understand why i get shit for like the one okay eight times that i um, uh made you all watch pokemon porn <laughs> and yet gina's the number of times gina has texted us in the middle of the day apropos of nothing with a picture of an animated butt it's just like like my day is shot after that it just does there's nothing more that can be accomplished
3: pictures
1: of
2: butts
3: yeah yeah and here's the thing this this is like you're you're saying this now you're gonna be going around like complaining about like oh god my friend is always sending me cartoon butts sweet sweet cartoon butts And then next week, I'm going to get hit by a truck <laughs> in a freak, weird accident. I'm going to be totally dismembered. So you definitely know I'm not coming back. It's going to all happen on camera. So my death will happen on camera. <laughs> and then you'll be walking, walking around one day and you'll, you'll see like a, a chalk drawing of a cartoon stick figure with a sweet butt on the ground and a single tear will roll down your eye as you realize you haven't been sent a sweet, sweet butt in a week. <laughs>
2: but in the wind all we are is but in the wind
3: as the as the chalk drawing somehow blows away
2: <laughs> i just i as you were narrating that in my head that song was playing and i was like you know what i wasn't i, wa- I wasn't I was on board but uh once once my brain edited that soundtrack like well yeah like yeah absolutely i'm gonna be crying i'll be at the funeral and just like drawing that little curve and then the little curve next to it uh, like on the pews and they're just like that's a butt that's for you Gina
1: Guys, I want to talk about ozone as an insect
2: right oh, now. Oh, really?
1: You're changing the subject from cartoon butts? Immediately. He's got a great butt. But I want to talk about what exactly, because, Chan, you talked about part of it. So he's still man-sized, except his hands and feet have been turned into claws. He's got two giant bug eyes but, and mandibles. But mm-hmm. to what you said, he keeps his beard and somehow <laughs> a mohawk, which is real great. So they have him chained up in the, in the cesspool lair. And the Joes come in. They're like, "Oh, we're gonna beat you up!" And he's like, "Yo, look at your friend." They're like, "Oh crap!" And then, and then, so, uh, so Ozone starts getting weird. And he's just like, "I'm chained up. I can't do anything." He just turns down, spits at his chain. <laughs> the chain dissolves. He jumps on a cage, releases a a helicopter size insect from inside this cage, and then flies it away. And all the Joes are sort of standing there, like. Yeah, this is a pretty normal Tuesday for us. Like, no one is affected. Which I mean, is that's really, a like, pretty
3: that's a badass bug right there. Like crazy. Like, like, if he can get his emotions in check, his bug emotions in check, I would I would suggest they leave him as is.
1: Just yeah, because he can he can do some damage on this bug, plus he's terrifying. Yeah, And he's probably one of the coolest looking characters in all of the t kara G.I. Joe. He's way cooler looking than cesspool. Let me start there. Because of I the butt, mean, right? Yes, because of his butt.
2: I can't remember any of the Joes. This is the only memorable thing any of them has done. Yes. So there is something to be said for that. That, like, give... Like, if, if you have to turn one of them into a bug to give them a personality... That's a problem at, uh, I don't know, probably the script level. Maybe further back, though. I mean, maybe we have to go even further back. Um.
1: (laughs) Well, so so he leaves on his giant bug. He has a change of heart, turns around almost immediately to come back, jumps. This is crazy. He jumps off the bug from what? Fifty stories above the base. Big old no bug,
2: Yeah, I know.
1: He grabs a satellite dish, rides it all the way down. Another GI Joe member comes by, Big sprays bug, him with antidote. Yeah, he immediately
3: turns back into a man, and keeps fighting. Hey. Uh, yeah. I wonder if he's going to have some uh, internal distress later on. Like he's going to have some explosive like, diarrhea. He's. I mean, he's been vomiting up bug bile. A lot oh, when he was a bug. And I'm sure he probably ate a few things like poop. Uh when he was that bug. So that's a
2: that's a bug thing to do.
3: Yeah, I feel like I feel like a couple hours after he turns back to normal, he's gonna be like, oh no.
2: Ooh, hold on. Also, don't you recognize us?
0: Yeah, mate. Remember
2: me. You're old mate from down. Under. Okay, I feel comfortable calling that racist now. <laughs> I just- you're all mate from down under. It's if a wobbly, I, nobbly. Oh, look, remember we all go is to wrestle wallabies together because I'm from down under? Australia, mate. You know, the place that's under the earth.
1: <laughs> so... Ozone decides he wants to fly. So he, he's given a glider by the guy who saved him. He ends up flying the glider. And they're about to literally drop a cage with a Joe in it into the vat. And, it, and so this is his superpower. Obviously he flies the glider into the falling cage and then slowly carries it with the tip of the glider. This is a, this is a gigantic house sized cage. He flies it with the tip of the glider and then lets it gently fall on the ground where it, where it comes apart. Okay. Fantastic. And then uh okay, so then they just overpower Cobra Commander, they over because he's here now, the five dollar bonus thing happened.
2: It's Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I forgot. When he delivers the antidote, when this scientifically produced gas yes. uh gets sprayed and turns uh uh Fucko into a human again. Did you hear that sound? It was it a magic you play sound. it again.
1: Oh, wow fairy dust yeah
3: that, that is that was a magic sound and i hate it that,
2: that made me so that. mad
1: oh that's hilarious
3: <laughs> yeah hilarious. they can't they can't claim they can't have an episode where it claims science like oh this this sludge turns you like changes you at your cellular core into a giant bug man and then have a magical sign so- pick song a fucking sound
4: lane.
2: yeah that's all i ask
1: uh, here's the deal. I mean, I'm on board for magic. More magic in GI Joe. I'm saying. <laughs> so then we look. Of course, it, no,
2: th- yes. No, no. If you want to go full ghost and and just have you know uh, uh, Scooby Doo shit happening all the time, I'm fine with that. But don't pretend like uh, we're we're going to be any sort of like military, scientifically based organization. The science of magic. Just do like King Arthur or some shit. Mm, interesting.
1: Okay, so Cobra Commander and Sespel try to run away to an opening in the base, and a whole bunch of bugs fill the air. Fantastic, but they've all been sprayed with the antidote. So we get the really shitty thing that they do too often in this series, where the bad guy or whoever puts their hands over their eyes and says, I don't want to see the thing in front of me. And then, of course, it's not really a danger, but they keep their hands over their eyes for far, 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 yeah. Far too long. Yeah, and it's the joke weird. It burns itself out real quick.
3: Yeah, it's pretty weird. Uh I thought the same thing. Like I was like, oh, okay, it's a good bit for a half a second. Yeah. And then it can't sustain.
1: But you said you get Cobra Commander and Cesspool for like a full forty seconds not wanting to look at the bugs which are now normal sized, and no one is telling them, and they're not even trying, and it's it nobody's even punching them in the head. Like Also, this
3: was this was another one of those moments where they've got their they've got their eyes closed. <sighs> There's three Joes right in front of them. Just handcuff them. Handcuff them there, yeah. take them into custody.
2: In all caps, my notes, why aren't they arresting him? They're like, hey, we turned your bugs little and we're taking the disc with your formula and we're dismantling your lab and then they just stand there (laughs) and wait for the fucking Cobra guys to come and take them away. Yeah, I was so pissed about that.
3: And then they kind of, don't they sort of act surprised? Like when, when a helicopter takes them away in front of their very eyes? Like, first of all, helicopter not that's not gonna that's not gonna happen quick you see that helicopter you hear that helicopter coming that's coming for a few minutes and then they're, no, they, they're just watching they also
2: it. closed their eyes <laughs> and just waited
3: and then they're like oh uh, they're gone well, i we, guess. Sh-
2: we should definitely do something about that huh would the you think maybe we could we could like I don't know, walk over there and, like, hold their arm or something like that. Like, it's
1: it's uh, even worse than that because there's a bunch of bugs out there. And, you know, we've established earlier we didn't really talk about it. There's, like, a sound which makes them move, you know. And so the helicopter shows up to take away the bugs. Cesspool and Cobra Commander are at the edge of the cave. We cut back to the Joes. We cut back to the edge of the cave. Cesspool and Cobra Commander are just not there. Yeah. The helicopter has not moved <laughs> from its position, and the helicopter just takes the bugs away. So I, they don't really explain... <laughs> What specifically happened here? Deke did not want to animate anymore. That is not clear. No. And that's our episode. Infested Island, everybody. Guys, what did we think of Infested Island? Oh, it's trash.
2: Oh, I loved it. Oh, it's fantastic. Four stars.
3: <laughs> it infested my Four brain.
2: Stars. Out of a thousand. It was.
3: Well, I still Four. want to yes. know what ses- why Cesspool wanted to turn that forest into a toxic wasteland. Because he's evil,
1: Gina. That's what evil people do.
3: It would have all, I would have forgiven this episode if they had not changed Ozone back. If he was just a a freakish bug man wandering around the jungle, it would have been even better too. If one of his, like one of his mates, maybe the Australian guy was like, oh, we got to put a bullet in him. He's a, he's an abomination. And then he's only got
2: one mate, Gina. (laughs)
3: And then as he's as ozone is like sad bug walking away, you just see crosshairs trained on him, but they can't do it. And then 20 years from now, a bunch of kids start disappearing from local towns. Oh, boy. And the legend is told about a half man, half bug. And like these old grizzled, now old and grizzled G.I. Joe guys are like, we should have killed him when we had the chance, but I couldn't do it. I won't make that mistake again.
1: That sounds like a really good He's movie my mate. that you should write. He's my mate. <laughs> That thing just wrote itself. Holy shit. What a cool Uh, movie. Excuse
3: me. It didn't write itself. I, a professional writer, wrote it.
1: (laughs) Guys, the whole thing just came together from nothing without even any effort or skill necessary. Guys, you saw it, right?
2: You realize in the time it took to record this episode, you could have written another pilot, Gina. (laughs) But no, No. we're here.
1: Uh, that's really good. Uh, okay, so so we loved it. So the, a little bit of you know, this, this reminds me of the Iceberg go South episode of season two of Sunbow when Iceberg um they, it turns into like a giant oh, whale. Do you guys yeah. remember that episode where they kind of oh, yeah. the DNA together? Like it kind of had uh, feelings of that, except there was a certain body horror thing that I felt watching the Iceberg go South episode. I never felt body horror here, mainly because they didn't really do a transformation. They just sort of blinked and he was a bug man. Like there was nothing realistic about it, you know?
4: Uh, uh
3: yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like I feel like at some point they they probably were like, "Hey, can someone watch the original G.I. Joe and give us some ideas?" And someone was like, "Ah, one of them turned into an animal." Oh, like a bug? I don't Sweet. remember what it was. Wind it up. Dude, this thing just wrote itself. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need a professional writer in
1: the room. i believe that's how it that's how it uh, yeah
3: i feel like they were they like someone they had a they had an assistant watch all the original gi joes and they were like all right can you tell us what happened and they were like oh they they destroy a lot of forests okay why why are they destroying the forest i don't various reasons i don't remember okay we'll just we just won't give a reason yeah and then like uh you know a guy turns into a thing and then cobra's gone I love it. Yeah. I love it. Uh, Chan, I
1: believe there's something else we need to do before we get out of here today.
2: I haven't even keeping track. I think this might be the last uh, uh, one of the uh, uh, rounds.
1: Well, then let's play it.
2: I mean, do it live. It's the theme song Throwdown. We are here with patron Brian Rapp, who is gonna handle... uh, one of the big ones, one of the big pairings in the second round. Are you, are you prepared? Are you prepared to be uh, a, a, a fair and impartial judge?
4: It's a lot of pressure. Um, nobody's tried to buy me off. I'm not not saying it can't be done, but at this point I'm still fair and unbiased.
2: Excellent. So yeah, if you, uh, if you can hear this right now, which you can't, then you can send bribes to Brian rap um, or like, I guess you Okay, no, you, do, you when you hear this, you send Brian rap money and then he will choose your song for you. <laughs> if you are a time traveler, if you are a tachyon and you work in reverse order or if you're Merlin, Merlin and the Once in Future King did that? I think so. All right. Just yeah. Yeah. I I think so. So it 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 is so. Uh, we're doing Cowboy Bebop versus Star Blazers. Have you have you heard either of these songs? Or like do you know them?
4: i may have heard them but neither is a cartoon i watched so i don't have any strong personal attachment to them
2: all right all right well let's do this then here once again is the opening theme to cowboy bebop by tank exclamation point
0: i think it's time to blow this scene. get everybody and stuff together Okay, three, two, one, it's jam.
2: What are your your feelings?
4: Very easy to understand why it's progressed this far in the tournament. Um, Right. It's it's, it's a song I think I could listen to out of context, away from cartoons, and still enjoy.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And also, just uh, this time around, I I got a lot of it. It reminds me a lot of the Venture Brothers uh, theme song, uh, which is uh, J.G. Thurwell, who's an amazing Australian, um, used to be like an industrial dude. Uh, and i love his old industrial stuff too and so like when he was like doing all this brassy stuff for venture brothers like
4: hell yeah yeah I mean, it, it uses was... a lot of elements you don't hear in many cartoon theme songs
2: yeah yeah and just as iconic even though nobody friggin' knows it to me to me this this is this means something it's the theme uh it's a season one of star blazers <laughs>
1: We're leaving Mother Earth to save the human race, our Star Blazers. Searching for a distant star, heading off to a
0: skandar, leaving all we love behind, who knows what dangers we'll find. We must be strong and brave, our home
1: we've got to save. If we don't, in just one year,
0: Mother Earth will disappear. Fighting with the Gamelons, we won't stop until we've won. Then we'll return, and when we arrive, the Earth will survive with our Star Blazers.
2: That is Star Blazers, which was a, an Americanization of uh, Space Battleship Yamato. And it was like, you know, like late 70s, early 80s. So like that was before anime had crested the wave here in the States. And if you're looking for anime, that's
4: all you got. That's it. Yeah.
2: Just Star Blazers.
4: So what I, I like about it is the, the song has stakes. Um, yeah. They, they tell you kind of the story of what why they're why they exist and the earth has a year left um so you know right away that big things are about to happen
2: yeah freaking pokemon's like i want to be good <laughs> who cares who cares the goddamn earth is at stake man
4: yeah so i think i, th- I think i like the rhythm to it too you know it's very it be, as a kid i think it'd be very easy to kind of memorize and sing back and as i as i kind of mentioned in the, one of the earlier um, recordings that I have a tendency to favor the songs that have words, so I, that's a Definitely. point in its favor.
2: Yeah, uh, I I thought I was uh, smart because this was this was uh, my top seed. Like this is the song that most resonates with me in my childhood, uh, and it just uh, um, it went up against uh, c- kind of a gimme, Electra Woman and Dinah Girl in the first round. Uh, great song, but. Like, nobody's going to vote for that. But it now is up against um, the only other song that I might vote against Star Blazers for, uh, Cowboy Bebop. So, like, I have to leave it completely in your hands. You have to decide which is the better theme song.
4: So this might this might be the underdog, maybe a bit of a Cinderella story here, but I, I think I'm going to go with Star Blazers.
2: Star Blazers, really? Explain yourself, young man.
4: Well, like I said, it, it's, it's a song that actually has words I could sing. Um, you know, the musical composition is, is great in both, but my personal preference, would, especially thinking back to when I was a kid watching these sorts of, of shows, that I liked something I could latch on to and easily sing along to as a kid at home to get psyched up. Um, you know, just listening to the, the musical aspects, you know, without the words, I might get a little bit bored. Um, it's probably my my own negatives, but but that's I I think I think you've got you know a tough battle here, but I I just had to go with Star Blazers.
2: That is sound logic. Uh, yeah, like we you sort of have to like think about what it is a cartoon theme song is meant to do, and yeah, I I think you're right that like the a, a child would definitely latch. I, of course you're. Of course I know you're right because I was a child and I latched on to that fucking song. It's great um so adult me uh go fuck yourself child <laughs> child chad survives for another round uh awesome thank you so much brian rap uh, do you have anything you want to uh plug you got you got stuff or you want people to go places
4: uh if anybody wants to go to law school hit me up i, I work at one uh, but <laughs> other than that no nothing to plug
2: <laughs> awesome thanks a lot man really appreciate it
1: have a good one Wow, what a crazy decision. Are we down to the final four, Chan?
2: Uh, I believe so. Final I four, don't... Chan. Four <laughs> what, are,
1: what are the final four? I mean, I, mean, I know because I've been listening, but.
2: Oh, God. Why, why would you do this?
1: Final four, Chan. Why would you do this to me? Actually, we probably have the game still to go, maybe.
2: Um... Because
1: pole position might come back, everybody.
2: What are we? What are we I don't doing? Know. We'll with talk the, about uh... it after
1: the show, Chan. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure this out during the next week. <laughs> what a great tournament we've had! I hope you guys have enjoyed it, and it's not done yet. But I mean, like, enjoyed what we've done so far. Oof. Anyway, guys, that's our episode. I hope you enjoyed getting back to GI Joe. Look, this is Infested Island. Oh, and I had the I had the whole list up a second ago, and then I closed it like a moron. Okay, so that was Infested Island. There are a handful more episodes to go. And if you let me vamp for two more seconds. Okay, so we have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven more G.I. Joe episodes to go after this one. And then we have finished Deke. We have completely finished Deke. And I hope you're ready because third from the last is Metalhead's Reunion. And the final one, of course, is the Clips episode, Legend of Metalhead. So if if you haven't been getting enough Metalhead lately, be ready. He's coming. Oh, boy. (laughs) But until next time, that is our episode. Chan, Gina, do you have anything you want to plug or give away your social medias or anything like that that you want to talk about?
3: I Mm -hmm. don't know what year or day it is, so I'm going to say no. It's fair. It's fair. And Chan? So,
1: guys, you can also listen to me on the Who Would Win show. We do a lot of great battles. By the time you've heard this, Captain Kirk versus Johnny Lawrence from Cobra Kai in a no-weapons match will have just aired. You're going to want to check that one out. It's a great episode. And also, Chan, by the time this comes out, the actual feed of the My Three Dads show, a cool show, might I add, with me, Robert Clark Chan, and Marshall Gibbons talking about fatherhood and cartoons for small babies – if you're not hooked by that, come do it. Look for My Three Dads podcast on your podcast dial.
2: Wait, are we going to start releasing already?
1: Uh, probably pretty soon. I don't know. I'm t- I Maybe I said that to make it happen in the world.
2: Oh, Jesus. All right.
1: Maybe we'll wait a few weeks. I don't know. Look for it anyway on your podcast <laughs> dial. Watch this space. Chan, any words on My Three Dads? The world
2: is so. <laughs> Things are real messed up in the world right now. So, like, I don't, I don't, I also have no idea what day it is or which way is up.
1: We're really ending on a high note, everybody. So until next time, you can hit up our our different links, patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. You can go for $5 a month. You can go ahead and get access to our entire bonus vault. It's like 500 episodes, Uh, new content. We had our live show where we did uh, an episode of Heathcliff's Christmas as well as Japanese food tasting. And I think we did something else. I don't know anymore. It's all in this live show for Heathcliff. That is in the Patreon vault. I put it in there. I didn't really tell anybody. Maybe that's a bad move. Maybe I'm not good at Patreon. We're trying is what my point is. You guys a want minute, to the be a video or the it. audio? The audio.
2: Okay. Okay. Wow. Did we? Okay. I guess we did release.
1: It. We did. All right. We didn't release it to the public though. That was a live show that we did. So there's that. Enjoy that. You can also go to facebook.com slash knowing is at the podcast or follow us on Twitter at GI Joe podcast or individually. I am at almighty, right?
2: At 999 RPMs. I'm
3: at Gina Ippy
1: and we are back to doing gi joe we may not do it next week but we will do it soon next up a is for android so get your dials ready lock that one in and come back and see us
2: why do you keep talking about dials there are no dials in podcasting
1: i I dj'd for a long a little while (laughs)
3: why that's why
0: The yo, line yo. Of fire. Yo, yo. You got to have guts to stand for yo, your rights. Yo. You got to keep a grip and the hold on yo, tight. Yo. You got to do the fighting with all of your might. Yo. You got to keep the target straight. and even the Muppets versus Sesame Street. That one was crazy. So if you're a fan of geek culture and love a spirited debate, check out the Who Would Win Show wherever you get your podcasts, or check us out at whowouldwinshow.com.